This is the third episode now of Salon Owner Conversations. I'm Daphne Burkell with Clean My Salon. We are Wichita's only cleaning company made especially for you and basically by you. <laughs> Today's entrepreneur I'm really excited about. She is the lovely Jennifer Steadman. Is that how you say it, Jennifer? Yes. Okay, excellent. She is the owner of Color. So C-O-L-O-U-R. It's just color. Mm-hmm. Color. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to emphasize the U. Yeah. Color therapy salon and oxygen bar. Yes. That's really interesting. Apparently the oxygen is good stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how many years have you been doing this, Jennifer? I've been doing hair for 25. Wow. Which sounds crazy when I say it, because I don't feel like I could be that old, but yeah, 25 years. Most of my career I've worked in Hutchison, Kansas. So, but then got divorced and met a guy in Wichita. So as the story goes, you know, (laughs) came to Wichita. (laughs) And then you just started? Well, so originally I worked back and forth. I, I decided to come part-time to Wichita and I went to work for a salon around the corner and that stayed open for about six months. And then she asked me to buy it, which I wasn't in the position to purchase that big of a space, but my landlord, uh, fortunately was that landlord and is my landlord today. And he showed me this space. And so when we renovated this space, it looked totally different. And NASCAR Park was a construction zone. And so it's definitely looking different in downtown Wichita. So it's really exciting, all the stuff that's happening. Wow. So you not only leased it and started your own salon for the first time, but at the same time as doing that, you also renovated the entire space. Right. Oh yeah. We renovated the space in a month. Wow. Actually in February. So it wasn't a complete month. (laughs) So, but we completely repainted and installed everything. And, but because I've done hair for a really long time and I educated for 10 years, so I was in and out of salons Mm -hmm. over the years, I think I looked and I was like, Oh, I like this idea. And Oh, if I ever had my way, I would do this. So like we do heated towels that are uh, infused with essential oils. So like it's just a nice step at the end of the shampoo to put that warm towel on there with those scents, you know, essential oils. So it's just little things that I've got to do here. That's been really fun. So, so you got to start with like kind of a blank canvas. Yeah. To put yeah. in all of those little things that you've been, all those little ideas you've been. Well, and coming up with a name, like I have always specialized in colors. So I knew that I wanted to speak to color but my clients oftentimes will send me texts and be like, Hey, it's time for hair therapy. Like it's time for my session. Okay. (laughs) So that was kind of like where that stick came from. And so we just wanted to separate the hair out and like emphasize that we're focusing on the coloring of the hair, but meanwhile, we're also doing the therapy kind of thing. I love that. So with the renovation of that space, walk me through that a little bit. Cause I think that's something that people are always a little bit worried that they have one vision in mind and then it's going to be a a total financial (laughs) crapshoot. Right. Which, and it can be, I mean, I've, I've had friends that that's happened. I actually had gone, I had worked 10 years in Hutchison in a studio. So I had like my private studio. So I had benefit of working in a tight space, a 12 by 12, that it's kind of like you move things one way to move it here, to move it there. And you're always trying to find the max use of your space and places to put all your crap so it doesn't look messy. (laughs) That's a whole nother thing, you know, with tight spaces. So 
you know, you just have to look at the plumbing. That was one of the things with the landlord. He was like, there's already plumbing in here. It used to be a little cafe. So where the kitchen area was, there was already plumbing and everything in there. So basically we installed, but part of the decision that I made as far as like the shampoo bowl, the style had to do with where the plumbing was and how we could make that work in our space kind of thing. And I think I can turn it a little bit here. You can see in the corner, this green wall. So that green wall is, it's offset because it's actually the elevator shaft to the apartments above, but it was an, that wall was a wreck. It was a mess. So in order to fix it, it would have cost me a lot of money. So instead we did minimal repairs on the wall, painted it black and then installed the green wall, which is tiles to help cover. And so it makes a great background and it helped cover up all the flaws of the wall. Oh, I love that. So for those not watching and listening on the podcast, how big is the space that you decided to renovate? Uh, we are just under 600 square feet. Okay. So, and we actually put, we have three stations. We have a massage bed that is used for lashes. We have two shampoo bowls and I have a small back room that I kind of made a wall break so that we have a, you know, a sink and a dispensary area. So we can kind of have a space to have like a little bit of a break. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to have a salon area and make it their own, just like you did, what kind of budget would you recommend that they have? If you go in, like I bought some things used. So I did some things like purchase chairs that had previously been used and purchase mats that had been used, those kind of things. So, I mean, because I did it with three and the two shampoo bowls up, you know, I would say probably between 15 to 20,000, like, but that was covering electric. You know, I made sure that each station had its own electric. So we're not blowing fuses because that's important. And I redid some of the lighting in here. And then we had to tint the windows because the windows were, it was hot to work in the window. It's the little things you don't think about, you know, so. All right. 15 to 20,000 for a kind of space like that. And then, you know, since you just did this, this is all very fresh in Mm -hmm. your memory. How would you recommend finding an affordable rent? Cause I have heard people say, oh, and and I I guess I haven't even asked you if you bought that space or if you rented it, but I've, I've heard people throw around like, oh, it should be 8% of your revenue like your rental space, it should be like about 8%. But then in my mind, you know, I don't own a salon. So I'm like, wait, but how do you know what your revenue is before you open a salon? Right, exactly. And see, mine was when I came in, being not from this town, I would have, if I was from here and I was established, it'd be one thing, but I was coming into a town that, you know, at the time I was driving back and forth to Hutch. So I had some people coming from Hutch, but I was, I'm trying to, established still more clients from Wichita. So I did booth rental because I wanted the girls to be like responsible for what happens in their chair. I didn't want to be responsible for, you know, oh, I haven't made this much money. And then do I have to pay them hourly? Now after COVID, we've changed things some. So I have a couple booth renters. I do have a commission gal and I brought in lashes and nails because I had to take the oxygen bar out of the salon because of COVID, because, you know, we couldn't be doing oxygen treatments during COVID. So, I mean, that has changed the scape of things, but 
I was really lucky because of the situation with the landlord. Now, where I, what I'm paying for my rent here, I was paying between renting a space at the salon around the corner and paying rent in Hutch. So, I mean, would you pay for a booth? Like you're paying like, you know, a lot of times like two, between two and 250 a week. Well, if you figure four to five weeks, you know, that adds up. So how much do you have there? And then you bring a couple of girls in, you know, it just, those kind of structures, you start looking at that, you know, it's, it's not as hard to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that I've really struggled to make the rent as much as just like get to the point where I'm making money. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, over the overhead. That's where we want to be. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Have there been any, I mean, this, this question is kind of ridiculous because you opened and then a year later COVID happened. Oh, yes. But what kind of financial surprises have you had since you started your business? Honestly, we've been really lucky aside of COVID. That's probably been the biggest thing. But you know what? I have to say, and I was I've talked to some of my hairdresser friends about this too. COVID has caused us to go back to the drawing board. And like reevaluate for some people, even are we supposed to be in this industry? And for me, it's absolutely. And like, where are we going next in this industry? But some people are like, hey, you know, I need a regular income. I need insurance. And that's fine. But I mean, I think COVID has caused us to get out of our box again and say like, what can we do for our clients to get them back into the salon and make them feel safe and still make money, you know, like, and it has, it's changed the way, you know, we used to like, I don't go back to Hutch anymore and do hair. I stopped that after COVID because I would go work one day in Hutchison and work 13 hours and fit in, you know, eight colors. And now I can only do one person at a time. So to drive two hours, then it doesn't justify the like, you know what I'm saying? And I needed to be here in my salon full time. But, you know, reevaluating and looking at where we need to go and how we get there. And I've taken classes and, you know, learned more about social media and, you know, taking on things that we wouldn't, we would normally outsource like social media, you know, or whatever, and not having assistance maybe, you know, so it's changed the landscape of how we do here, but we've kind of like, as far as us, we've gotten out, we've had to. You know, we had our oxygen, that was half my income completely taken out. Wow. So, so so what I'm hearing is you had to change everything. Like you had to totally reevaluate your business, but it kind of sounds like it made you get around to things that you were shooting for anyway. Am I putting words in your mouth or? No, no. I mean, I do. I think that salons are going to get back to focusing on the client because like they've needed us, we've needed them and they've needed us. You know, and how can we serve them and get, you know, get the people in and like, you know, so I think, I mean, for most of the hairdressers that I've talked to, it's like reinvigorated their love for what we do because we had to go without for two months Mm -hmm. and like, I don't ever want, but it also put me in a position where it's like, I don't ever want to have to rely on the government again. So I'm very determined to have as many flows of income coming in, you know? So we're, we're doing things like that, trying to figure out ways to market. And mm-hmm. 
what change are you most excited about right now? Like, what are you, what are you cooking back there? (laughs) Well, okay. So one of the biggest things that COVID made me think about, and I did it through the hive kind of, which is a great networking uh, women business organization, but I took some classes through there. And so it made me reevaluate how I'm approaching my client and like what I can do to one, get them to buy products in the salon and be loyal to me. And so taking care of their color at home is a big deal. So I came up with a cares consult, which is a five point consultation. And so we go over cleanse condition, applying product, heat and treatments, um, respecting their hair. Um, There's a little bit of education in it and um, also sharing their success. So we kind of go through, it's like a 30 minute appointment. I write everything down for them. We send them a video teaching them how to do something on their hair. And then we're creating a Facebook page. So like our clients can go to that and get tips and tricks and see us be silly, like behind the scenes, like fanatics stuff, whatever. Wow. So this is a 30 minute appointment. Is this alongside of their, of their hair appointments? Yeah. So the benefit of it is we're asking for them to sit down with us and have this conversation about their hair care. And in the same process, they have to fill out an intake questionnaire. So I kind of get like what they want to learn about their hair, what they're frustrated with their hair, those kind of things. So I know going in what their concerns are, so I can kind of hit their pain points. So they feel heard. I've asked for their time. And so they're willing to have the conversation. I lay all the products out for them so they can see everything going over how to use them kind of thing. And just asking, letting them ask questions has been like, they really like the fact that they feel heard and then they're buying tons of retail. And so then the way I've set up my system is they get a discount then from then on, if they've gone through the system. So I've asked for their time the day of they get 20% off of anything they buy and going forward, then they get 10% off if they buy retail from me so that they don't go to Ulta or Mm -hmm. somewhere else to buy their hair products. So we're just trying to lift people up and empower them to know how to use their hair care products Mm -hmm. and take care of their hair at home so that they can be successful. Wow. That blows my mind. Cause that is so much more than a, like, here's some money to color my hair. And then I'll see you in three months. That is a customer attraction system, which is what the business that we're all in. Right. 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 Well, and I think that empowering them and making them feel good about it too, because like if the economy tanks, like we're going to have to justify what we do. We're going to have to justify that money out of their income for that extra service. And if we're making them feel good and we're empowering them in their life, like going forward, like, I think that it'll be a win-win. So, wow. So if somebody else is listening to this and they're like, holy crap, I want to do exactly what Jennifer's doing. What would you recommend? Like what resource would you recommend for them? How would they get started? Uh, well, we, on my website, we explain it, but on Facebook, we have a salon Facebook and an Instagram, and then we also have one for the oxygen. So they can definitely reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or through the website. Okay. And then, okay. So I know I've taken up so much of your time already, cause this is very interesting, but I want to hear about this oxygen bar. Cause okay, yes. I have not seen this anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. So the oxygen bar. So 
when I opened the salon in, in Wichita, it was kind of like, okay, how can I get people to come in here and see me because everybody's got a colorist already. So the oxygen bar was a way to get traffic in here. And so we were like, we always participated in the first Friday events and with the art shows, featured artists and stuff. So it was a great traffic to get people in and plant that seed of, you know, we do cool hair. <laughs> And so then COVID hit. And so obviously with the breathing and all those things, the mass, like it's not, you know, great for oxygen treatment. So we are taking a different approach and we're going to do a pop-up situation. So rather than being in the salon all the time, it will pop up maybe on days that the salon's closed or out front. We're doing a women's retreat. We're available to do pool parties, graduations, weddings, you know, any kind of gathering that people want, like you'd bring a bouncy house. So it's kind of like a fun, but we breathe in 20% pure oxygen when we're breathing ambient air. So on the oxygen bar, you get 90% pure oxygen, but it's pushed through aromatherapy. So you can make it as fun or as therapeutic as you want. So you can have lavender or eucalyptus cold and sinus, or you can have pina colada, sex on the beach, coffee. And it just like gives you a clear head feeling. It can help with headaches, hangovers, sinus pressure, but it just gives you kind of a relaxed feeling refreshed, I think. Mm -hmm. And you can add CBD if you like, and that kind of helps with the relaxation. So it's fun. It's kind of a novel and you get a back massage. It's awesome. That sounds super fun and endlessly customizable, which people love. Yes. (laughs) That's really cool. So you are available as of now to rent kind of this pop-up at different, at different venues, gatherings, people can just the general public can, can rent you guys out for that. Right. And we're doing pop-ups. So we're currently scheduling with businesses. So if any business is doing like a grand reopening or open house, I mean, we can come in and it's a great draw. Okay. How would they schedule that with you? Uh, they can contact me through the salon. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so through color therapy, is awesome. there like a contact button on your website or is yes. there an email? Uh-huh. There is. Okay. okay. So go to the color therapy salon. Or they can call. Yeah. The salon number is 316-207-2100. Okay. okay. The website is t-hair-apy.com. Okay. Well, I hope that I see this oxygen bar around the city now because I'm, I'm very interested. I think that sounds really fun and very, very innovative on your part. I'm, I'm very impressed with that. Um, I think COVID brought out the worst of us and the best of us. Yes. Well, Jennifer, I have really, really loved talking to you. If you could, you know, before we end, maybe if you could either, if you have anything else you want the world to know, And if you don't have anything else, then if you could give our listeners one piece of actionable advice, if there's, you know, if there was one thing that you think they should do today to improve their business, what would it be? Or like I said, if you have anything else you want the world to know, now's your time to share it. I think that I would, I would suggest like, if you are a business owner, especially, and you're like, just think about the people that you're serving and what their pain points are and what they may want. It's just like with the oxygen bar, it's like people want to get out and they want to do something fun and something new because they've been 
closed up in their house and they might be partying too much. So they might be having hangovers. So but we're like, this is the time to move that momentum. And we're starting to promote it a lot, you know, but think of whatever that pain point is like as a salon owner, even, you know, if it's, it's summertime, like let's get the pedicures back out. Let's get them toes out or brighten that hair up. I mean, whatever their pain point might be like, just focus on that and think about what we can do to alleviate that. And that will, I think that helps push our business. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, well, this has been our third episode of Salon Owner Conversations. If you would like to hear from more amazing entrepreneurs like Jennifer, you can listen on YouTube or Spotify. We're working on some other locations as well. Um, if you'd like to apply to be on the podcast, please go to www.cleanmysalonwichita.com. There's a tab you can click on for applying to be on Salon Owner Conversations, and we will see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,